Boom. Hi, everypony, and welcome to Macintosh and Mod, the show about My Little Pony from two adults who love it in spite of their children. to Macintosh and Mod. I'm Diana, aka Mod. And I'm David, aka Macintosh. It's season seven, episode 13, The Perfect Pair. Apple Bloom and Applejack hope to fix a long-standing feud between the Apple and Pear families by reuniting a grandparent from each side. Ooh, we've hit a very important milestone episode in this show. I was looking earlier today, the highest rated episode of this show oh, in yeah. many circles. Oh, I, I I, believe that. Yeah, this one's got a lot of feelings. This one has to do with a lot of uh, Apple family lore. And in order to parse all of that, we needed to bring on one of our best pony expert guests. Mm-hmm. And, and who would that be? Why, that would be Vin LeBate, co-host of Chimera, the exquisite lich and rare candy. Vin, welcome back to the show. Howdy, y'all. Nice to be back. Thank you so much for coming to talk about this very charged episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I believe yeah, there's a lot going on here. I believe when we sent the emails like, hey, we want to do this one with you. Your response was like, oh, great. We're going to cry about this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um. This episode definitely made me cry. Well, duh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I watched it for, I think, the fourth time today. Ooh. And it was the first time that I got through it without weeping openly almost the entire time. Aww, fair. I Every time, I've, I've watched it probably about five times total because I knew this episode existed and we've stayed mostly pure from the series and that we didn't watch any of season seven until we got to it. Season seven was airing when we started doing the podcast. So we decided, okay, all new episodes we're not going to watch, but the internet's a thing. So we kind of, we knew it existed. <laughs> And so recently watched it, watched it a few times, and I cry at different things. So, like, I think this last time I watched it, the song was what really got me. Damn song. It's yeah, this, catchy, too. Yeah, the song is a real a real string puller. The whole thing is a, a heartstring tugger. It, 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 yeah. It is. And then also we have some stunt casting with these ponies. We have uh, guest stars William Shatner as Grand Pair. Which also, the name Grand Pair makes my French-loving heart so happy. Makes my Mr. Rogers-loving heart so happy. Uh, it's precious. And then we have Felicia Day as Buttercup, a.k.a. Pear Butter, mm-hmm. who she's amazing. So, yeah, they really pulled it out. And I think they've... <laughs> I, I do like that they've kind of made it definitive that their parents are deceased. Yeah. Without saying it. Like, we knew in season five in Crusaders of the Last Mark, when Applejack says to Apple Bloom, mom and dad would be so proud of you. We kind of we kind of get that's the first real acknowledgement that they're not there. But this really makes it clear that they've been gone for a while. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking. One of the things that is like really special to me about this episode mm-hmm. is the way that they relate to that loss oh yeah because david often mentions that his family is the apple family uh-huh. in this episode i'm a little bit the apple family Aww. because i lost my parents when i was fairly young and a lot of times like a lot of shows a lot of media when people are sort of addressing that it's either from like 
feelings of direct loss or like trying to deal with something. Mm -hmm. But here, the Apple siblings have like coped, they've dealt, and they're what they're experiencing now is like finding out who their parents are as people in a way that they were never able to because they weren't old enough to have that relationship. Sure. And that's not something I've really ever seen before. Oh, yeah. I don't think. And like that, that is something that I feel a lot. It's uh, handled with so much care. Yeah. Which is also and it's it's not about the trauma part of it, which I also really appreciate, um, which is also really like loving and caring. So I I didn't read anything about them pulling in like any particular specialist or anything, but I have to imagine that they really talked about like, okay, how are we going to do this? Because this is not something you can handle lightly. And I, I think from that perspective, they did such a beautiful job. Yeah, it's it's extremely insightful in a way that I just don't see anywhere else. I, I will admit there was a part of me that kind of goes, this is the first time Big Mac and Applejack are asking some of these questions. I found a few things a little bit somewhat flawed. And I was like, how did y'all not know that Mrs. Cake was your mom's best friend? How did you not know that? Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely true. Th- things, things like that, like those connective dots. I was just like, I understand not knowing the reasons why behind anything because you're clearly too young to know all the nuances or they're just too, too adult at the time. I've certainly had those family dynamics. But that's the one thing that I was like, huh. Yeah, like yeah, you guys do see Mrs. Cake like every third episode. I know. She's she's your one of your best friends boss. Like, come on. She's been around for a while. I love learning those fun things about your parents as like people before they were parents. Yeah, and like the the space that they occupied in the community outside of your existence. Totally. Like the fact that they're going around to people they're not related to who were their parents' friends is such a thing that like you don't think about because you don't think about your parents in that context yeah it's only how they relate to you yeah it's a way that the world sort of fills in that that like narrative that doesn't exist when you're in a child parent relationship oh sure uh we start this episode with apple bloom walking through the market and she comes across a pear stall and there's there's a bunch of ponies chattering and you know she's gonna go talk to this new vendor thank you 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 must be new i'm apple bloom i'm grant pear and yeah i I, I love love the name makes (laughs) me so excited and Mm -hmm. william shatner very recognizable voice oh yeah love that he gets to be a pony yeah welcome to ponyville you mean welcome back to ponyville grant pear was originally from here before he opened his famous pear jam store in vanhoover Really? Why'd you move back? I, uh, well, I needed a change of pace. Mm, This is delicious. I can't believe I've gone my whole life without ever having this. And he has handed her a little sample of some pear jam. Of of some pear butter. I do just have to say, I think Van Hoover is maybe my favorite pony pun place because it's so low key. That or Philadelphia is also, and Manhattan. Mm. They're just, if you're not paying attention, you don't hear it. Yeah. I always liked Las Pegasus. Las Pegasus is adorable, mm. but also like, duh. 
But I also I also love that he moved to Van Hoover to grow pears because having done a lot of research recently about pears, pears grow really well in the United States in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's true. Why? It's factual. I really appreciate the accuracy here. Yes, but why? It's just important. <laughs> it's it's just important. I know that that's factual, so that's important to me. It's important that you know that it's factual. It, it makes me feel good when the facts are right. <laughs> <laughs> I also like that he's looking at her and he totally knows who she is. 100% she's got no idea. None. Which also, as an Apple family person, you would think whenever you meet someone of a fruit variety that you are related to them in some way. You're okay. Co- your cousins are oranges. All right. You. I have a big problem with the fruit this season. <laughs> I've discovered. <laughs> I have realized in, in the season seven that bananas are often seen but never discussed. This is this is weird to me. All of this, we have strained credulity so many times on this series. What? But this, this what? is what you're hung up on now. This is bothering me. I've also complained a lot about rarity and also the hot air balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and what's his butt that keeps showing up, but it's different characters and different types of pony. Oh, creme brulee. Yeah. Or mm. yeah, or chancellor. Yeah. He stopped showing up, so I don't care about him anymore. That's why I forgot about him. I have new things to complain about, like bananas. So there is clearly some fruit hierarchy going on in this show, and I'm going to have to suss it out at some point. Are you? Um, I think it's clear. Like Clearly, there's a pear-apple rivalry in the show. There's a whole episode going on about it right now. Fair. It's in the DNA of our characters now. It's very important. <laughs> So Apple Bloom really appreciates this. How much? Nah. He gives her a whole jar. Well, thanks, Mr. Grandpair, sir. It was really nice meeting you. And she just like wanders off. And this is another thing I don't get. If other ponies know who he is, how do they not tell her who he is? <laughs> Clearly, every That's a good question. everybody in town would know that her mom was a pair. Now, they might have forgotten over years, but why would, like, I think that's your grandpa. (laughs) Come on. That's, that's one thing I don't understand is how they didn't know their mom was a pair. Yeah, I mean, we have seen that a lot of ponies around town are just kind of thoughtless. They are. It's entirely possible they didn't know she was a pair. That's fair. They do explain the whole cutie mark not explaining things later yeah fair Hmm. totally fair i don't think they knew i think they just thought she was somebody that he married i mean that's the other thing if bright mac had married an apple that gets into real weird territory yes that would be wrong i mean appropriate in the horse world but wrong on a children's television show (laughs) third cousins and stuff you know still wrong (laughs) we don't need to explain that on a children's television show no i think for me And it was partially just suspension of disbelief on it. The feeling that I got was all of this was really new information for kind of everybody, except Granny and like the couple of friends that these two had. And see, that's messed up to me. It's kind of messed up because when I think about their ages, like Apple Bloom's like 10. Yeah. Applejack's Mm -hmm. probably like 15, 16. Mm, No, I think more like 1920. 
No, I think Big Mac's 1920. No, I think Big Mac's like 25 or 26. Because no. we see Big Mac fully stallion-ish around the same time that Applejack is a baby. He's just also giant. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, they're much older. That's fine. They, I, 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 I don't. It just doesn't. Some of this doesn't track for me. <laughs> some of this doesn't make sense. I can kind of see that. But I, the implication is that because they say this over and over again, we didn't know what when the right time or place would be to tell you. That's fair. I appreciate it. Mm. I appreciate those things too. So we, Apple Bloom goes back to the farm. We see Big Mac is flipping pancakes. He's got flapjacks. Sh- flapjacks. Very important distinction. Sorry. sorry. Just if, whatever. Uh, he's got a chef's hat on. He's doing a great job. Glad you're back, Sugar Cube. Just in time for breakfast for dinner. I got the perfect topper for flapjacks at the market today. And she pulls out the jam. <gasps> Pear jam? What were you thinking? And they hear Granny Smith coming down the stairs. And quickly, Big Mac rips up a floorboard. And Applejack and him start digging a hole in the dirt underneath the floorboard to bury the jam in. (laughs) Yeah, Big Mac just has that move on deck. Like, oh, I could tear up a floorboard, no problem. Like, he's just like, that's just locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah. At some point, one or the other of them have mentioned a pair. Just talking about pears mm-hmm. and granny smith has lost her shit yeah mm-hmm. yeah probably not in like a mean way but just in a granny didn't shut up about pears for like three days after that or she got like real depressed things went south so it, we they just know they've been conditioned pears equal bad i don't think granny gets depressed like that i think granny just rants for like four days straight mm, I if i know that. granny I could see that. <laughs> I could see her sitting in her rocking chair. Just pears are just no good. Bad pears. Well, just, when just... I was having those pears, they just rot in the ground instead of getting them apples. Mm. Oh, man. I have flashbacks to your grandma. Damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> oh, wow. My little pony. My little pony. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm going to make you do the whole song that way one time. Y'all stop laughing at me. (laughs) We come back to the kitchen. (laughs) We come back to the kitchen. What's the big deal? It's just pear jam. The big deal is that there's a long-standing feud between the apples and the pears. Yep. Why? Why? Well, uh, uh, actually, uh, I'm not really sure. You have any idea, Big Mac? Yeah. Nope. Then I guess we should ask Granny? Ask me what? And then, okay, so they do a really bad job putting the dirt back in the hole. So, like, it's a mound, and then they just put the floorboard on top of it, and Granny Smith just, like, walks in and, like, walks right over it as though it's nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And also, I'm Apple Bloom. Like, some shit's gone down. Why aren't we talking about this? (laughs) Why aren't we going to the source? Again, Granny ranted for four days straight about pears. Why? Who wants to listen to that? Well, I-, I need to know why. Have you had to deal with Granny ranting before? Not as long as everybody else, so I am less uh, callous <laughs> to it, okay? <laughs> I'm young, and I am idealistic, so I need to know things. That's what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, well, Big Mac and AJ are like, uh, we recognize a certain trauma response situation going on here. Yeah, get us away from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what goes better with apple fritter flapjacks? Caramel syrup or praline? <laughs> praline. Woo-hoo-hoo, that smells great, Applejack. 
I'm gonna go wash up for supper. Be right back. And so she leaves, and like they all kind of sigh a hint of relief because like they're they're nervous. She walks to an outhouse to go freshen up. Sure. Like I get that there's an outhouse. Yeah. But that's where your sink is. Uh, I, I mean, mm, just throwing it out there. It's a little weird. They have indoor outdoor plumbing. <clears throat> or maybe that's just where Granny Smith goes to have her her own little time to herself. Right. <laughs> I'm not gonna judge. You got mad at me for talking about bananas. Fair. <laughs> Listen, Sugar Cube. Anytime Big Mac and I ask Granny about the feud or the pears, she gets so upset she couldn't talk. Best not bring it up. Well, I guess I was wrong. It wasn't a rant. It was just Granny going, ah, 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 ah. Oh, okay. But that grandpair was really nice to me, even though I'm an apple. I wonder what happened. Me too. But if we can't ask Granny, I don't know who. <gasps> we can ask Goldie Delicious. If any pony knows about the feud, it's the family historian. I'm in. What do you say, Big Mac? Sibling trip first thing tomorrow? Yep. Okay. It's adorable. I love the sibling trip. We've done this before. And we cut to arriving at Goldie Delicious's house. And I love Goldie Delicious. She's one of my favorite extended Apple family members. Because we all have a family member like this. A literal hoarder? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. They may not be all of these things. But everybody has that family member has too many animals. Too much stuff, they're a hoarder, or they literally know every possible thing that's ever happened in the family. Like, they got all the details. They got all the dirt on everybody's business. Like, her character makes total sense, and they've just elevated it to cartoon levels. But at a certain point, it gets overwhelming to where I'm like, Goldie, are you okay? She seems very happy with her ball of cats. Fair, which she arrives to greet them in after her hoard of stuff bursts out of her house <laughs> and then as she starts to talk a cat emerges from her hair mm -hmm. that was peak hoarding cats i mean it's still not as bad as the cloud of dust that looked like a cat that then disappeared that was pretty good mm -hmm. that was intense that was pretty good now that's how you make an entrance or is it an exit <laughs> Well, anyway, it's so wonderful to see you three. To what do I owe the pleasure? Well, Goldie, we were hoping you could tell us about the uh, feud with the apples and the pears. Oh, oh dear. Well, does Granny Smith know you're here? No, ma'am, but I ran into Grandpa yesterday and he was real nice. Maybe the feud was a misunderstanding or something and we can fix it. Oh, well, I don't know all about that, little one. But if it's a story you're after, I suppose you have a right to know. Now, let's see. I got a stack of books here someplace. And she's digging through the pile, the mountain of stuff. Mountain of things. Ma, Apple Family History, Volume 137. Hmm. Here we are, feud with the bears. I mean, pears. Mice ain't what they used to be. A long time ago, Sweet Apple Acres wasn't the only farm in Ponyville. In fact, there was another one just right next and we see this old map and all of a sudden between the apple farm and then there's the carrot farm that we don't really talk about but it's there it's the one with the shoe and then the pear farm oh and then we see young granny smith come and get your apples nothing sweeter than biting into a crisp apple on a fall day unless of course <gasps> you could bite into a juicy pear Please, pears are just what happens when you ain't no good at farming apples. Pears are nature's candy. Apples are sour. 
like the expression on your face right now. Okay, I really like how much they hate each other. <laughs> and another story, yeah. they'd get married. <laughs> Shatner is so smarmy. Yes. In these scenes. Oh. Yeah, he's like he's a complex figure at the moment. <laughs> but Fair. like I still always love when he turns up as someone's dad. Yes. It's just always great because he's usually an asshole dad. He's a garbage human. We can all say that. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. not he's not he's, a great He's the worst. No, but his voice work here is phenomenal. I have to I have to give him that. So they're at their stalls, they're working, and they're just being jerks to each other. But yeah, in another story, those two get married. Well, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so it went. Granny and Grandpa were always at each other on who was the best farmer or who took better care of their trees. If Granny read to her trees at night... And then the little trees reached his branch up to the moon and the moon said, Good night. It's so cute. Like she's literally sitting mm. in the orchard reading to her trees. Also, flashback to when Applejack was fawning over her tree. Absolutely. Why then Grandpa had special blankets made for his trees so they wouldn't get cold. Grandpa. Grandpa has actual blankets. And he tucks the trees in and hugs them. He's, he's, he's got blankets with pears on them. They're quilts. And he covers the trees with them. Good night, trees. I've got you covered. And he kisses mm. them. And Granny Smith sees this and is like, Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. You're so extra. You're so extra. You're both extra, okay? They're trees. Uh, trees, damn it. So ridiculous. So then we cut to some apple bucking and some, I guess, some some pear bucking. I guess you get them down from the tree the same way. It's the same technique. In fact, all the apples and the pears were rivals to the core. And so right here, we see a bunch of different ponies, like, making growly faces at each other. And this is where we see our random ponies of the week. Hey! They are some rival ponies. We see cinnamon pear Making a growly face at apple core. It's very cute. So then you're going to have to choose a pear or an apple. Yeah, it's a tough call. Also, like, way to grab these guys. Because I went and tried to find them in the, when I was watching. I was like, this is roughly a second yep. and a half of, of ponies. Yeah, it's season seven. It's getting hard. Mm-hmm. It's getting difficult. People, like, I had an episode not long ago where I was like, oh, I picked the perfect one. And then they said their name. And I was like, I hate you, show. You said their name. And now they can't be my random pony. I was really pissed because they were adorable. And so then Golden Delicious keeps talking and we meet. The only apple and pear who ever got along were Bright Macintosh and Pear Butter. The cutest little baby ponies ever. Oh my God. They're, they're so round. They're just like, okay, we've seen the cake twins. They're pumpkin and pound cake. They're cute like that, but they're just made that much more precious. And little baby Applejack. Yeah, Apple to Applejack. More apple flitter, please. <laughs> oh, precious. I love it. I'm here for it. More baby ponies, please. Psst, I'm not supposed to talk to you. I'm not supposed to talk to you either. My mom says if you hold a buttercup under your chin, it'll make your chin glow. But it doesn't work on me. See? And so he holds the flower up to his chin and nothing happens. Does it work on me? And so she puts it under her chin and it does actually glow. And his eyes get big. Oh, you can hear their hearts beating. It sure does, buttercup. Buttercup. I like that name. Wait an apple picking minute. Bright Mac and Buttercup? Those are our parents' names. All right. 
<laughs> the big reveal. Well, okay, like, yeah, okay. Of course, Buttercup was just a nickname your father gave your mother. Pear Butter, well, that was her given name. Are you saying our mother was a, a pear? <gasps> <laughs> and and that's our commercial. That's our commercial break. Uh, <laughs> okay, great. That's a great reveal. Right? Yeah. Cute. Lo- perfect. Works well. I have to say, it's really something that they got to the age of like we have to assume Big Mac was at least like ten ish, and their mom never said her actual name. I mean, I I know it's it's a really funny thing when your kids realize that you have a name. That's not mom or dad. My kids think that's funny. And since we actually live near our parents, they're around their grandparents a lot. So they hear us called by our first names a lot. Mm. But even then, like once my daughter could not get my attention. And so she just started calling me by my full name and like my my first name and then my maiden name I was like, you don't even know me by that name. Why are you calling me that? And I was like, this is rude. I don't appreciate that. That is cheating. I know. I was like, this is, this is three. And then once she's like, Diana, mommy, I was like, it's accurate, but it's rude. <laughs> so now I have a theory. Okay. Mm-hmm. They never knew their mother by the name Pear Butter. They only heard Buttercup. Mm-hmm. They only ever heard Buttercup because she never wanted it revealed to them. That, that's mm-hmm. possible. And see, that's where all of this, we didn't know the right time to tell you stuff. And again, this would make so much sense. She has to decide between the families. Sure. And she makes the decision. Yeah. She makes a choice. And she's, and she's so upset that she's like, I'm never calling myself I'm just going to leave the pair thing behind. Yeah, completely. Which is, yeah, this hits her hard. Yeah. And I think that's why no one ever told the kids. They might have told them some little stories about things like that, but they never told them anything about the fact that she was a pair. That's fair. Yeah, that's her secret. That's fair. I, I, could, I could see that being the bit. Like, okay, I can buy that. All right. That tracks. All right. You, you fixed it, David. Yeah. I, w- I would have liked to have seen one little I, thing to say that. I would have liked, mm. Granny Smith would have been the one to explain that. Granny yeah. Smith said, like, when your mom had to make a choice, she decided, I have to make a choice. I'm choosing the apples. I'm going to be an apple. So she decided, I don't want to tell y'all until y'all are all old enough to understand. And I guess that's now. Yep. Which is fair. But still, it doesn't uh, soften the shock for Big Macintosh. <laughs> So we're half pair? I can't believe it. How did we not know? Well, uh, no pony called your mother pear butter. Okay, fair. That explains one thing. And some cat's meow. And she gets a chalkboard. I do appreciate the visual. She gets a little chalkboard and she draws out a jar and then another jar to <laughs> to explain her point. And a cutie mark was a preserved jar, but pear butter don't look too much different from apple butter, so no clues there. So again, f- uh, fair. Like I, mm-hmm. I appreciate the exposition here because it's poking holes in the questions that the adults in the room, us, would ask. <laughs> I just love the little visual and and the ending of no clues there for you. <laughs> oh, is there anything else that you can tell us about them? Well, I know they loved each other very much. They had that magical star kissed other side of a rainbow kind of love. You couldn't be around them too long and not feel a little bit lighter than air yourself. No. <laughs> Anything else? Hmm. I'd need volume 138 for that. So Goldie looks up at her mound of stuff and we see volume 138, but there's the cheetahs 
on top of that. And Cheetah's comfortable. Cheetah ain't leaving. Yeah, one of her cats is a cheetah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes that tracks. Bless her. Mm-hmm. How does she live like this? I don't know. She- but she's very happy. Yep. Well, she's an apple. Yep. <laughs> so she's she's it's gonna take her a minute to get that. Well, I'm sure I could wrangle it in a couple of days. Oh, that's all right, Goldie. It, it was nice to just hear. Oh, I remembered something. Your dad and his buddy Burnt Oak would get in all kinds of trouble together as colts. Burnt Oak. The firewood sales pony? I haven't seen him in ages. He and your dad were thick as thieves back in the day. We all should talk to him. So, they go, and I have to say, Burnt Oak is the best name for a firewood sales pony. It's an even better name when we actually meet him. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so we go back to the market, or a different part of the market, and we meet the Sam Elliott pony. (laughs) Ha ha! Yup. He looks like it because that mustache is a Sam Elliott mustache. And then that voice sounds just like someone doing a Sam Elliott impression. And the hair is the roadhouse hair. Uh, mm-hmm. If y'all have listened to our Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What podcast, we have lusted after that version of Sam Elliott hardcore yeah. <laughs> a lot in a roadhouse Patrick Swayze series, Summer of Swayze. That was last year. It was fabulous. Well, well, if it isn't the apples, what can I do for you? I know you're not here for firewood. Got more trees than any pony in Ponyville. You're right, but we're not here for that. Come to ask about your dad. Okay, how is it taking this long to have this conversation? That's a good question. Like this, this is the one where you're like, ah, really? I'm like, okay. I mean, this is the part where I start to lose it generally when watching this episode. But like, I can get the, like, because he's not close to the rest of the family and like he was. Bright Mag's friend from when they were just being Super dudes. Little. Yeah. He was his bro. <laughs> yeah, he was a bro. He's not close to like granny. Sure. Or like the apples in general. So I can get him feeling like he's gotta wait for them to come up and ask the question. Yeah, I, I get that, but there's a part of me that's kinda like, you were at their wedding. Like mm. like for the kids to not know this story is well, what David's gonna have to, like you're gonna have to try to fix this for me because this is Apple, what I find unusual. Applejack's is the line. I haven't seen him in ages. Yeah, so they know him. He's been traveling. Fair. He has not been in Ponyville. No, that's okay. Like they knew who he was. He clearly knows who they are. But like that's the this the, that's the thing is like to not know this story because this is the sweet story. It goes back, but it goes back to, to the, Buttercup to the Buttercup and the pear telling all of pear, them. Okay, all do right. not talk about this. Don't talk about this. But like they could have, we could have still gotten like the knocking over a tower. What does strain credulity is that they come up and and it seems like they didn't realize how close Burnt Oak was to their dad. But then, you know, maybe that's just a question they never asked. They just knew it was like, well, this is like dad's friend for a long Parents time. can't have friends. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Well, they also they also have like a professional relationship True. with him. True. And they they don't have like the context for a complex relationship. They're Fair. like, this is Burn Oak. He's this one thing. We do business with him. We don't process that he might also tie in in a different way. It's that farm pony life, Fair. you know? That farm pony yeah. life. <laughs> your vendors are also your friends. That, that tracks. <laughs> So Burt Oak starts telling the story about when him and Bright Mac were young, when they were colts, and they were plowing fields, and they were racing. So we we cut to them racing plows. And Bright Mac gets a little distracted when he sees pear butter in nearby fields. What? And takes a quick turn and kind of gets out of control and knocks over a water silo. 
and it floods all of the pear side of the farm. Yep. And Grand Pear sees this and is super not happy. Pear butter, what did you do? Uh, I'm not so sure. And Bright Mac and Burnt Oak are kind of hiding, trying not to take uh, responsibility, but Bright Mac just flips his mane a little bit and walks out, chest out. She didn't do it, sir. Excuse me? The water silo. It's my fault. (laughs) You owe me a new silo, boy. And you, come with me. No daughter of mine is going to make goo eyes at an apple. And so, Grandpa takes Pear Butter away, and you know, she's kind of like smiling at him, and Bright Mac is making heart eyes. He's got heart flying around him he has got the goo goo eyes Bert oak like waves a hoof in front of him like you okay dude and just trying to wave the hearts away <laughs> uh we saw we saw this exact same thing from hard to say anything with big mac and uh, uh sugar bell which was precious same thing Pre- uh so mm. it's so cute it's so cute grandparent never would have known it was your father's fault there was no way he'd let your mother take the blame for something he did so dad was super honest. Apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, huh, Applejack? Oh, no. Ah, damn. You had to say it, Apple Bloom. Right there. And also, we haven't said it, but Bright Mac wears a hat that is very similar to Applejack's. Why would you say that? Because that's my job on this show, Rude. David. That's what we're doing here. We're picking it apart and we're having feelings and the season has been torture when it comes to feelings. Pony therapy. Mm-hmm. God this damn it. This show seven. is pony therapy. I will still yep. point you to episode two about bottling your feelings. I have just come to the realization that I am Starlight Glimmer. <laughs> that has caused a lot of feelings and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> fuck this show. Why do we do this? Oh, it's precious. Your dad worked the apple farm all day and then headed over to the pears on his brakes to fix the water silo. I didn't see him for weeks. Not that he minded. Gave him a chance to get to know your mom. Right, we see that they get they get some time to spend together. It's, of very, it's very cute. Did you know our our mom too? Buttercup was a real peach of a pear. Oh my god. That is mm. <laughs> so cute. I'm totally gonna say that from now on. <laughs> That's one of the phrases I'm stealing from this show. Even in this episode, even as deep and emotional and feelings filled good feelings but still feelings filled they still had to go for the pun they really had to go for the puns i'm proud of them I'm proud of them yeah that was that was sweet and appropriate <laughs> and, and well-timed such a sweet thing to hear from someone who kind of knew your mom yes like 20 years ago yes <laughs> it's it's like very validating yeah but if you want to know more about her, should ask Mrs. Cake. Mrs. Cake? She and your mom were inseparable when they were Phillies. That, that's, this is what... I, they all live here. This is the thing that I don't understand. Like, go ask her. She knew she and your mom were inseparable during that time. That That is the one inconsistent part of this episode, is that what that should do is for, like, Big Mac or Applejack go, Oh, right! And then, yeah, that, and then, because that's all you needed. Ap- them yeah. having a recognition of like they had a relationship with these other ponies, and like we just forgot about it in the rush. Yeah, like, yeah. and it would totally make sense for Big Mac and Applejack to have like some recollection because I'm ten years older than my younger siblings. So when they ask about stuff that's happened in our family, it's because they literally were too young to know what was going on. I was like, oh, well, this is the thing that happened. They're like, oh, okay. And then there are family members, they literally have no idea who they are 
because they live on the other side of the country and they've never met them. But I met them when I was five or whatever. And they're just like, huh? How are we related to this person? And it's just it's just from the age gaps. It's not the fact that they don't know about the whole pear saga. Yeah. Because that there's a reason for that, it Mm -hmm, feels like. What doesn't make sense is the fact that they don't realize they had relationships with ponies. Yeah. And that's the part where it's like, well, no, because y'all could have just written that in real easy. Yeah. It wouldn't have been a problem. This this is the one that I'm the most annoyed by. Like, (laughs) y'all talk to Miss Cake all the damn time. You watch her babies. That's freaking true. Why she wouldn't said like, oh, man, like you, you remind me of your mom. Like your mom used to do that. And one of your best friends and possible relatives works there and lives there. They do have a complex relationship with Mrs. Cake. They interact with her in like eight different ways. Uh Yes. She's been around since season one. Like, she's not brand new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they head on over to the Sugar Cube Bakery, and Miss Cake is decorating cake. Before we get there, can I mention one of my favorite moments in the whole episode? Oh, sure. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. I did skip over. Okay, okay thank well, you. Well, well, this well. is the point where I actually die. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry, because this this was so, this to me, this does break my heart, because this one's precious. So Applejack says, you know, okay, we're going to head off, and they start to leave. But Big Macintosh turns around. Uh, would it be okay if we stop by again sometime to hear more stories? I'd like that very much. Oh, that's Oof. sweet. Yeah, that one, that broke my heart. I was like, damn. Damn. Big Mac doesn't talk. Big Mac never talks. And yeah. he certainly doesn't talk about his feelings. And you're like, in that moment, he needed something. And I was like, damn it. Mm. Damn it. I hate this. Damn, I'm crying now. Fuck yep, this show. No, I'm to your note. Why are we doing this? I hate because this. Because we have to. Yeah. Also, like, again, this show has so few, like, stallion moments. Yes. That Ugh. having this be one of the only ones is so meaningful. Yes. Just like, oh. The boys are doing okay sometimes. Yep. Yeah. Like boys can like boys can have feelings and they can be very complex. Like they don't always have to talk, but they're there and like, oh. Mm. <gasps> yeah. Oh, this <laughs> one's good. Thank thank you for making me go back. I'm sorry. Thank you. Oh, that one's so good. So then we head on over to the sugar cube bakery and Mrs. Cake is decorating. Well, cinnamon sugar on toast, all three apple siblings. Hi, Mrs. Cake. We heard you and her mom used to be real good friends, and we were hoping you could tell us a bit about her. Oh, I would love to. I never knew the right time to bring it up, but I'm so glad you came. Okay, yeah, that's that's sloppy. This is yeah, this mm. is this is sloppy. For starters, did y'all know that it was your mom who convinced me to pursue bacon? <laughs> all right, okay, well, okay. But isn't your name Mrs. Cake? No, not always. Back when I was chiffon swirl, I had no idea what I was supposed to do. Okie dokie. Yep. Mm-hmm. So ponies. Take, take other a- ponies' names when they get married. They can. That's not yeah. always true, but That's they can. True. Just like people. <laughs> <laughs> but th- this is this is news. I- and I love it. She's she's Mrs. Cake, and she's married to Carrot Cake. Sure. Mm. All right. I like that she has an identity outside of being just Mrs. Cake. Yeah, that's good. From now on, I'm only calling her Chiffon Swirl. Love it, because it's a great name. It's a good name. name. It is a great name for her, especially with that hair. It explains her mane so much. Her mane is fabulous. But one day, your mom bought me some candied pears, eggs, flour, sugar, and vanilla. And And she throws all of those in the bowl as she's talking. And told me to be creative. Next thing I knew, I was whipping up a pear upside down cake, and I got my cutie mark. It was like she just knew what I was supposed to do long before I did. Just like you, Sugar Cube. Or, or rather, you're just like her. 
And that was the first of many cakes for me, and Buttercup was with me through it all. Another heartbreaking moment when we see Apple Bloom. Yeah, it's so cute. Mm. Uh, Apple Bloom is like, oh, this is how I'm like my mom. Yeah. Yuck. Parental connections. Feelings. Damn. Mm. And so we go to flashback of Mrs. Cake Baking uh, with uh, Buttercup. She'd be my taste tester, help with the decorating and prep new ingredients. Over the years, I perfected my recipes. Your mom did so much for me. One day, I wanted to surprise her with a cake. <laughs> and so she is walking in, like, through the forest, and she comes upon bright mac and pear butter, having a picnic, and they are kissing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mrs. Cake tries to hide, and all of a sudden, bright mac and pear butter are getting a little like like freaked out when they hear that somebody's coming. Oh, they fully go into oh god oh god oh god because they're clearly hiding and so mrs kate comes out oh it's just you sorry i brought you a little something to say thank you but i see you're busy oh promise you won't say anything she is blushing so hard and then off in the distance we hear granny smith she comes in and we hear her full-on whinny and horse snort i love it when they make real horse noises (sighs) Only when they're upset. But it's it's still hilarious. <laughs> what in tarnation are you doing, Brat Mac? We do not fraternize with pears. Patooey. I love that Granny spits and literally says patooey to you, do it. You and Bright Mac? I wouldn't believe if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. Your families hate each other. And Pear Butter is also swooning. I can't help it. We just sort of happened. <laughs> And then Pear Butter told me the sweetest love story I have ever heard. And so then we see Bright Mac and Pear Butter, and they're on a hill looking at the sunset, and he puts a flower in her hair. Are you going to make me say these lines, damn it? Mm. Happy 131,456 hour anniversary, darling. What? That's way longer than we've been together. I know, but it's the anniversary of the first time I called you Buttercup. It's okay if you didn't get me anything. Actually... I did. She pulls out a guitar. I love that he's like fake being surprised. She rolls her eyes at him. <laughs> a guitar for me? And he picks it up and takes it away from her. He, but start, he starts strumming. I don't know how to play. Quiet, you. And she takes it back. And she starts singing this song, which is just so precious. I know we are the perfect pair on a prickly path that goes on for miles. But it's worth it just to see you smile And I cannot be pulled apart from the hold you have in my heart And even if the world tells us it's wrong You're in my head like a catchy song Wow, it's just... And through the song, we see that they're sending each other messages to their farm by bird um, we see the parents fighting. We see them running off. Uh, we see them sharing a milkshake. Um, we see them walking through the seasons together. We see this function in the town like square where there's ponies dancing and they're on opposite sides, but they're dancing together from like across the way, which God is just, it. it's so sweet. It's its just precious. That's the other thing I, I just realized is kind of amazing about this episode is that this show usually just like, kind of stumbles through romantic stuff mm-hmm. but this one nails it so hard yeah like 
between like the dancing far apart and like the exchange that's about to happen where they're like goofing on each other. Yeah. Like they hit it here in a way that they haven't before. Yeah. Well, I think in order to make the feud and the, her choice of like going with the apples instead of the pears worth like they've really got to be in love. Yeah. You got to sell it. You got to really believe it. And they, they do a fabulous job without it feeling I mean, it is cheesy, but like, I don't care. Yeah, but it's not saccharine. No. Like, it's this, like this song does the work. Yeah. And their exchanges are really genuine. And so there, there's a pause in the song. Wow. It's wow. Do you like it? Be honest now. It's the best gift you could have given me. And so then she continues through the song. And then her last line is, if I can't help falling in love with you. And then she fully blushes. And stops. It's like, whoops. Hey, no fair. I was going to tell you the same thing. You're just mad I beat you to it. I'm telling you, I was going to pull you up, cover your eyes, lead you over here, and say, surprise. And then you'd say, oh, Brad Mac, I love it. And then I'd say, I love you. Too bad it didn't work out, though. So as he's saying this, he walks her to this clearing with this giant rock where he has carved their cutie marks into it. Ah, so cute. Which is precious because, like, you don't want, who you wouldn't put your names in. You'd put your cutie marks. Of course. So they're individual. And then. Yep. Too bad. Oh, my gosh. I love that yup came from mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that he takes after her. That came from mom. He looks exactly like his dad. He's kind of goofy, but yup and nope came from mom. Yep. Mm -hmm. That is hilarious. Oh, uh, boy. And then we hear some paper ripping. The pears are moving. <gasps> <gasps> I mean, I figured the pears move, but I didn't know all that stuff happened with Granny and Grandpair. It must have been really hard on our parents. Oh, it was. And so then we cut back into the flashback with Pear Butter talking to her dad. We're moving to Vancouver, but it's so far. Oh my gosh, she is devastated. Oh yeah, no, this is bad. It's really bad. It's not good. It's what's best. There's acres of untouched land in a warehouse to make our jams. We'll get to expand our business and get away from those gosh darned apples. Uh, and so like then, you know, we see Pear Butter go talk to Bright Mac. So that's it? What do you want me to do, Bright Mac? We're moving. I love you, but I have to stay with my family. And then Bright Mac did the most romantic thing I've ever seen any pony do. What? Toons, what? Toons. what do they do? We're going to need one more pony to tell that story. Because ah. we need one more damn pony to tell this damn story. Damn it, Mrs. Cake. <laughs> that one's a total meta reference. Yeah, that's just annoying. That's just them being like, yeah, we know. We know. We're, we're going to do this. Uh, so then we cut over to Town Hall, and we're talking to Mayor Mayor. Mayor Mayor, you knew our parents. Not as well as Mrs. Cake, but I did play a part in their love story. The night before the Pear family moved, Bright Mac asked me to meet them at the edge of Sweet Apple Acres. And so we see them doing that. And it's a surprise wedding. Uh-huh. And we see young Mayor Mayor with her pink hair, which I love. Oh, so good. <gasps> I don't want to be apart from you, ever. Not sure what we'll do, but I'm sure of us. So sure that I'll marry you today. I would too. I think that's my cue. <laughs> I had the honor of officiating your parents' secret wedding, and it was perfect. Bright Mac knew Buttercup wouldn't want a big splash. Reminds me of some pony I know. <laughs> yep. So they had a special way to seal their vows. And so then we see them each plant a seed in the ground. <sighs> and then, oh. again, precious. 
I now pronounce you- What is going on? What's with all these here candles? Pear butter? Where are you? You're supposed to be packing. What are you two doing? Ma, Grandpair, Buttercup and I are in love. What? what? And we'll be married as soon as Mayor Mayor says- And they look at her. There's a beat. Oh, I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> Doesn't that feel nice? I love the way she does it because she's like- at this point where there are these two kind of really powerful in the town ponies. Uh-huh. And she's just like, I'm going to take sides. Just yep. very quick with a small gesture. Yep. Like, I love when a minor character gets to do something that's really, like, important and, like, says something about them. Yes. That's really subtle like that. Yes. Also, she's just, like, flipping through the book like, uh, uh, what's my line? Oh, yeah. It's very, it's very cute. <laughs> and so they kiss. What are you talking about, married? You two can't be married? Finally, something we can agree on. Pear Butter, enough of this nonsense. We're moving, and you gotta stick with your family. But the apples are my family now. And so then we see all the other ponies just leave. (laughs) Nope, nope, this isn't gonna be good. Nick Miller moonwalk out. Yep, pretty much. Mm -hmm. You can't be serious. Are you choosing to be an apple over a pear? Are you making me choose? Yes, I am. Then yeah, I guess I am. Fine. So he goes and Pear Butter is sobbing. And I do actually like this because it wasn't that she was choosing one family over the other. She was choosing herself over her dad's bullshit. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not what this was about. This was, oh, my dad's an oppressive asshole. I'm choosing what's best for me over that. Yeah, the fact that you're making me make this choice makes this not a choice. Correct. And I also really appreciate and love that Granny in that moment comes over, puts her hoof around pear butter. Yeah. It's like, and, is, and is like, okay. Okay, I got you. You're yeah. mine. Yeah. I've 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 experienced that as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't I don't care what fights our families had. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't business anymore. No. This is family. No. Yeah, we all fruit. Let's go. We're gonna be a family. I can't believe Grandpa just up and left Maul like that. No wonder Granny never told us about any of this. These things are never easy, and it's hard to know when it is a good time. It seems to me that now's as good a time as any to talk to both our grandparents. So they take off, which I appreciate. Like I like they're just like, uh, uh-uh. we're t- we're we're fixing this. This is done. Fine. We didn't talk about it for this long. It's time to fix this shit. I like it when the kids are like, adults, you're stupid. <laughs> We're not doing this no more. I appreciate that. So they go back to the market and Grandpa is like closing up his stall. Excuse me, Grandpa? I'm Applejack and this here's Big Macintosh. But you already know who we are, don't you? Sure do. Did you really move to Ponyville just for a change of pace? No. Then you came here because you're sorry and you wanted to get to know us too? I'm so sorry. I I was just so angry, and, well, I I never... And he's crying. Oh, yeah. It's in the past, Grandpa. Oh, can I call you Grandpa Pear? Sure can. No, it's so sweet. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I also love an adult, like, an adult fully acknowledging I was wrong. Yep. Like, and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Like, I also, in a kid's show, that is also really fucking important. For yeah. a grown-up to admit that they were wrong. Like, I'd just be like, I was so angry. Like, that is so important. Huh? Yeah. <gasps> the show in the layers. 
It's gonna get worse. Shut up. <laughs> God damn it. I'm crying. I'm crying. It's there. It's hold happening. it. Hold it together. We're almost there. <sighs> I can still read the words. <laughs> so so we, we go over to Sweet Apple Acres and Granny Smith's coming out of the house. Now, where'd you all get to? I ain't seen hide or hair yous all day. We've been all over learning about our parents. Good. Yeah. Oh, you and deep shit, Granny Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huh? We learned some shit. And our grandfather. And so they step aside and Grandpa is now a part of the group. And Granny Smith is showing him appropriate shade. So, you're back, huh? Sure am. Never should have left. Finding you and learning all about mom and dad, I feel like I found a piece of me I didn't even know was missing. Hearing their story makes me feel closer to them somehow. I'm sorry. I should have told you all about them sooner. And I should have been here. Oh, I can't believe I let a silly feud keep me from my family. Nothing's keeping you from us now. Let's not miss anything else. Applejack's right. Welcome back, prickly old pear. Thanks, you old crab apple. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love that's what they call each other. It's precious. Now that we're all together, there's something we want to show you. Mom and dad left us something to remember them by. Come on. <gasps> okay, so mm. now we go into the orchard and they come to a clearing. And this is this is where the rock was and where they had their wedding ceremony. And the seeds that they planted grew into two trees that wrapped around each other. And now the trees are intertwined with a little heart kind of in the middle, and they grow both an apple and a pear. It's beautiful. It's impossible. If anything's going to make it through, it's apples and pears. And they all just laugh, and we hear this, the instrumental of the song again. Uh -huh. And that, this is one of those times where it plays over the credits, which they don't do very often. Mm. And it's just so sweet. And we see them all together in front of the tree. And it's so sweet. The apple and the pear family, they're all fruit. It's a dagger of feelings right to your heart. It's a dagger of mm -hmm. feelings. But like such good feelings. Oh, yes. No, no, no. This is warm fuzzies all over. Yeah. This is yeah. like therapeutic crying feelings. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh. <laughs> They, they did this one good. There's like there's a reason why this one is one of the highest watched and rated ones yes. in the series. Mm -hmm. This is easily going in my top ten of the series. Yeah, favorite episode. Yeah. It's just it, there's. I mean, we've nitpicked at it, but at the same time, it's like I don't care. No, I you don't. don't. I don't that's what care. Makes it so great. Mm -hmm. And it's necessary. They answered some questions that we had, and I, you know, we don't need to know what happened to them. But the fact that we've made it very clear that they've been gone for a while is also like really important. I also remain super impressed that they keep like this and the like the resolution of the Crusaders arc for so deep into the series. Mm -hmm. Like they clearly knew from the beginning they were going to have to talk about it, but they let it like sit and marinate for this mm -hmm. long yeah that is impressive well and this is the second episode this season where we dealt with parents really for the first time because we met yeah we met rainbow dash's parents for the first time we had never heard of them we didn't no. even know if if rainbow dash had siblings until it was really made very clear this season and then we met her parents were like oh they're a lot they're mm -hmm. amazing and they're a lot <laughs> And and that was awesome. And so now, and then to get this resolution, now we've met everyone's parents. It's true. Like as of yeah. the, it took seven seasons, but now we've met everyone's parents. <sighs> Having said all of that, yeah, there's something far more important to do. Yeah, you, mm. yeah, you've got to pick a side, man. Uh huh. Apple or pear? Yeah, this is a tough one too. Cause I got this image up, and like, 
On the right, we have Applecore. And Applecore has good hair. And a bandana. Yeah, he's got a bandana. He's like, he has styled himself. He's got yeah. a good color scheme, like a sort of base brown, but with a nice like double red pink splash. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And he's facing down Cinnamon, cinnamon pear. pear, who has a really great cutie mark. It's a pear and a cinnamon stick. And I love both of those things. And she's got a bow and a braid. And she's got like a muted color scheme, which is interesting. She looks like cinnamon pears. Yeah. Um, and they clearly both want to kill each other. Well, yeah. And it's a tough call, but I'm going to have to give it to Cinnamon Pear just to get a pair in the record after all these years. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I respect Cinnamon Pear. Yeah. I mean, nothing will ever be. Fiddly Twang! Fiddly Twang! Mm-hmm. We haven't said that in a while. <laughs> David. So much fun. Oh, my God. Fiddly Twang! Raise that barn. Raise that barn. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Man, that's another thing we're going to say a lot, even when we're done with this show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then thank you so much for coming and thank you for being vulnerable about this episode. We really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me on for a therapy session in the middle of a pandemic. It's great. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, I guess. I mean, it's been great. (laughs) Yeah. Therapeutic cries are always good. Yeah. If people want more of you, where can they find you? I make an actual play podcast called The Chimera. Right now we're on our third season, which is a World of Darkness game about monsters and local government, uh, which you can find at thechimera.space or on Twitter at ChimeraPod. I also just started a new Twitter thing where I post descriptions of apocryphal tarot cards. So you can check out Unabridged Tarot to learn about obscure cards like the Prince of Cats, the Knight of Worms, or the Astronaut. Uh, And also, I have a piece in a sci-fi anthology that's like maybe just come out when this drops called Octantan, Land of Dust and Bone, which is the first volume in the Tales from the Year Between series, which I think you can actually find on Amazon and Smashwords. And I'm on Twitter at Mr. Reciprocity, if any of that sounded interesting, but you already forgot the details. (laughs) No, that's awesome. Yay. Well, again, thank you so much. Well, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Anytime. And until next time. Bye, every pony. Thanks for listening. Be sure to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. For questions, comments, and recommendations, you can email us at macintoshandmod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Let's go through it. (laughs) David, you have to say some words. (laughs) Some words. (laughs) Yeah, we kind of ran away with it there. (laughs) Give me a koosh bomb. I'm going to throw it at you.